Deke Shock. Deke Shock. I, I provide oh, the equipment. Yeah. I don't automatically attach the equipment to the board. <laughs> she attached her equipment to a board. <laughs> you talk good because that's the only one laughing. <laughs> oh, now I can hear me. Fine. Yay! Cool. Oh, I had I had Jeff to give you a sound check just uh, in case. That, that's funny because there was a proposed uh, Geek Shock podcast drinking game, Somewhere and one of the things was. Uh, it's like take a drink or something for every time Paul says something out loud but not into the microphone and nobody yeah. hears him. There's, right. like, there's like a points thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, exactly. Points. And they, they all they nail it. Like everything that we do has points. Boom. And it, it, it was discussed on a whole thread. It was great. And it was like bonus points for every time that we mentioned Shock Monkey's lair. Mm. So Which I just did. Bonus points. Bonus, Bonus points for Bonus me. Bonus points. It's better than the old drinking plan because we're going to kill people that oh, one. Yeah, that's true. Only if they're pussies. <laughs> Welcome, folks, to Geek Shock number three hundred and thirty-nine. I am Master Torgo, the aching fist of the proletariat. Eighties <laughs> Jeff. Dick ass fart. Dick ass fart. Dick ass fart. One of the classics. Late check, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Maple Leaf Matt. And we're here to talk Week and Geek later than normal, because my God, man. Yeah. You fell asleep. I dozed off, man. We, I, five minutes before we're supposed to begin, I get a text saying, Fuck. Yeah. Shit. Fell asleep. On my way. Yep. And then I had to run through the friggin' gauntlet of Tropicana, which actually yes. yeah. actually went down to one lane yep. at one point. It yep. stopped me. Yep. It fucked me coming out of work. I had, uh, fuck Tropicana. Fuck you. I had no what, problem. Not late just all day. It's no, it's every everywhere. Single street. It's awful. Yep. I don't know, man. I got my car in the parking structure at eleven twenty-two, and I was parked here at eleven thirty-two. Out of MGM. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In uh, Tropicana, right off of Koval, it was just like you were able to make a left-hand turn out of there. Uh, you know what? There was a sign, no left turn. But right. We all you turned. Did. Ah. <laughs> so there you see what happened. There okay, is the break. difference between Kirsten and me. Kirsten will bend or break the rules when That's he right. needs to. Rebel! Man, Rebel! If I could just Hunter Thompson and go through the fence, cross the tarmac, and take the, the uh, McCarran Airport runway most of the way here, I'd have no problem getting here. It, yeah. does, it must, does make it fast. Yeah. Well, of course, Hunter S. Thompson wouldn't have survived post 9-11. Hmm. Well, he really didn't when it comes down to mm-hmm. it. No. <laughs> no, he really, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to thank everybody who either joined us at the uh, mini-con this weekend for the live show. Both of you, thank you. Or uh, Pat Spurl, who put the who was there, who did the live broadcast, and for those of you who joined us that way. Yay, croaked. I was actually very surprised at the turnout. Yeah, no, it was I quite was, a crowd. I expected a whole lot to turn out by the end of the show. It was... The room was uh, pretty there. full, yeah. We I didn't mean, have too many empty seats. I, I think we have to uh, bestow a super fandom uh, status on Croak. Yeah, Croak the yeah, DJ, Croak, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. He, is, he is the high echelon. Super fan Croak. To, according to him, we had even more people uh, view the Periscope. So. 
nice. the, whatever he did. He did Periscope? Uh, Periscope? Facebook, uh, Facebook, Facebook Live, Facebook live stream. Right. And if you do want to see it, haven't had a chance to, you can go on to the Shock Monkey's Lair. He has posted the entire show, including some of our pre-show before I started recording. Right. So, so you can see all the weirdness that leads into our shows. As all the visual to. gags you miss. Me terrorizing poor Matt over there with the bottles. Plus, our I thought it was stimula- your elbows you were terrorizing. The, right the stimulating <laughs> comments we had, a, we had, a, we even had the Facebook live, live commenting at uh, one point. Yes, under that uh, post. So pretty damn terrific. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So thank we you for joining us. Thank you to the Henderson Libraries for inviting us. Uh, that will not be our last live show. That no, was so much. That fun. was wonderful. Uh, we've been wanting to do that well, for a while we'll just too. do a late so night hard. dirty one we can get it over at art Which square i'm sure we can find some oh, time we're supposed to be doing it somewhere else but it's uh mm. where the onyx man don't get me started on that <laughs> shit you wouldn't want to be over there there's too many things going on we'd never find a slot oh, okay. okay fair enough and there you, you go you can get real easy murder rape stabbed out in the parking lot you, oh, you mean <laughs> murder, that area stab. of town is not the place you want to be hanging around with sound equipment man i worked there <laughs> so long and it just kept going down 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 oh, every, yeah, every time, time i think it's reached a new low no every time i saw there's your a new show, sex shop every time i saw your, your show it, i was taking my life in my own hands it's oh. fucking scary last time i was there i went to see a great show and i came out and there's a girl t- practicing a whip outside i think it's great yeah <laughs> no it's 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 fine Andy's it's not that's because something that happened to the... her the night before hmm never yeah, Andy's thing for the seedy and and divey is really you you wouldn't expect it. Andy Pre- loves the seedy him, yeah. divey. Yeah. A little hippie commune boy who just I am a man of the people. That's yeah. why he's always at Millennium Fandom Bar. Yeah, he like has the, no fear. No fear. I, I really don't Well, would you touch him? Terribly bad has happened to me on those things. Yeah, but I actually talk my way out of most situations. Do you? There you go. Yeah. Yeah. What's what's your worst talk out of situation? Um, uh, they start. You start I starting actually, to like this. Uh, not as a <laughs> ten or twelve year old boy, I talked my way out of being touched by a kid toucher. <laughs> <laughs> talked your way out of it. Yes, what? It did. Yeah. You can say the word molest. I yeah. you talked your way out of being kid molested t- well, by a child he molester. Wants to use, he wants to use the proper term yeah. for the time. Yes. Kid toucher works for me. Yeah. Yeah. Kid That's- toucher. Kid so toucher. so, what turned him around? Wherever what I got go, him? Oh, I just kept him, I just kept him talking until we got to where there were people. He's like, we should go on the woods. That'd be fun. Ah, oh, you know, that sounds like it'd be a great idea. I don't know. But what are you up to these days? And we just talked for the mile. We had to walk through the scary part of the where there was no people, and then we got to where there were people. I'm like, well, there's there's my house. Gotta go. Bye bye. There you go. Now, if we want to get to the real truth, the guy thought Andy was having a stroke. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he was like. <laughs> like Kid, you need some medical attention. <laughs> I, w- I diddle the shit out of you, but I'm afraid you're going to die. <laughs> What's going on? Are you stroking out on me? <laughs> I be stroking. <laughs> That's what I be doing. I think it's Patton Oswalt that has dude. that bit about when he was growing up, there was just that house that you need to stay with. That's the house where the child molester lives, so you wow. just stay away from it. Mm-hmm. That, that The whole town knew it and just, yep. just, just gave you the watched warning. Him. I just watched him last night, and he has a whole routine about uh, a really bad clown that shows up an hour late. And That's a great routine. Yeah, and they see him coming through the woods. <laughs> uh, that's fun. Dude, how... Uh, what do you, Could you spot this dude now if you saw him? 
Uh, no, he was no. like a retarded kid that lived in the neighborhood. He was probably you know ten years oh. old. Oh, so he wasn't really. Uh, I don't know. Um, I, I I actually now that I think I think he, he did. Probably get did. He I, I think he, was, he did get busted. Eventually. He wasn't properly yeah. guardianed. No, <laughs> no, he was not. Got it. You monster, Andy. All Let's he wanted to do was we... play in the woods. You yeah. monster. Yeah, really. Yeah. I want to move the away woods from this. equals Andy's wiener. What? I want to move away from this dark weirdness and get into Why? geeky stuff. Why? <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, let's Dude, get out this of is, this. Is the, this is the rubber band springing back after last, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, right. last Saturday. Right. <laughs> yeah. This, this is yeah, the piss that broke the camel's back. And for <laughs> the few of you that came that didn't know the podcast and you saw the show for the first time, welcome to this. <laughs> there this you go. Is, yeah. If you made it this far, you're all right. Well, we, we warned you. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Gentlemen, before we get into the geeky things, I promised people a book. What? Yeah. You did. You and did promise oh, a book. Oh, you did, yeah. I'm very happy with all the people that decided to, to, to go in there because that's a lot of names that emailed us for a book yes i mean that's that not a, that huge, i mean it's an autograph book but you know there's bigger prizes out there so so thank you everybody that uh, tried to get it. it's a copy of gray widow's walk from dan jolly i have taken all the names thrown it in this a goblet this goblet that jeff got at uh, comp the wizard world wizard yeah. world con so oh, I, I remember that i want somebody what's not it say me, on it it, right. it says Wizard World Comic Con, hashtag Wizard World. All right, Jeff's de- Jeff Bills. is putting his hand in the goblet. Oh, this is seriously like right out it's, of Harry Potter. It's sexy. What's the name, Jeff? Jeff Harris. Jeff Harris. Jeff Harris wow. wins a book. Wow. Ding, ding, that ding, sounds ding, like ding, a fix. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, wait a second. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, wait a sec. Hold on. Hmm. No, he. he he there pulled it, it straight out. Yeah, that was, uh, that was fair it. and square. Witness, witness, witness. Witness right. me. <laughs> Shiny and chrome. Jeff Harris, you have won Dan Jolly's book, so I'll be emailing you for your address. Congratulations, and Jeff. And we'll be sending it your way. And for the other 15 of you that sent emails in, I appreciate it. You're awesome. And there will be more of these kind of things in the future because I like to share books. And that's how it goes. Gentlemen, what did you do, Geeky, this week? I watched The Martian. About time. First time? Really? Yeah. How was it? It's pretty good. Cool. It was fun. I liked it a lot. I liked that movie. Yeah. I got caught up in Game of Thrones. There you go. No. no. <laughs> Beginning of. That was, that was quick. How's Hodor doing? <laughs> um, I'm no spoilers. Two of season six, episode two. No spoilers. Thanks a lot, Andy. This is why I will forever hate you. Oh. Yeah. Stop it. Stop it with the spoilers. That's what see. We get. I don't que- watch we, the show. See, we get I just... questions like that. We get questions. Of why don't you discuss more in depth these geeky storylines of big shows? It's because one, not all of us have seen it or are caught up, and two, most of the listeners not necessarily caught up. There are podcasts devoted to that. Right. That's it's, where you go for that. Yes. So I used to follow the Lost podcast for a long time. You lucky devil. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was good for a minute, and then it, I mean the podcast was still good. Mm-hmm. But damn that fucking show! Uh-huh. We've discussed oh, that I don't watch so I don't watch Game of Thrones, but that particular Hodor, you know, the fact that something happened to Hodor you, you is just uh, impossible to miss. Right, it is. Now? It is all over the internet. But <laughs> yeah, wow, like, he's really enjoying mean, the shit it, out of himself, isn't he? <laughs> we, I don't watch Hodor, it. But I'll Hodor, say Hodor. it again. We we don't have to <laughs> add to it. But yes. The internet will spoil it all for you Bastards. without even trying. Andy is our Hodor. <laughs> Andy is our Hodor. Andy. Andy. 
<laughs> what Andy. else you do, Andy. Andy. I uh, saw X-Men Spill, Apocalypse Spill, Spill, Spill. yesterday. Oh, you, no. You saw, are you the only one in this room that's seen it? Yeah, no, I, didn't I, see it. I didn't get a chance. I liked it. I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. Jeff saw it. Maple Leaf saw it. Yes. And that is it. All right. Go ahead, Andy. Spoil it. Uh, Never mind. shows up in it. Puppets show up? Apocalypse. Oh. Puppets too. Apocalypse is a puppet. I thought that was, I I thought it was, you know, him trying to say Stan Lee and going, (laughs) 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 what? (laughs) (laughs) Showed up in it. It just woke up. So Jeff liked it. I liked it. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Was it done well? I thought it was done well. Yes. How about you? uh, It was all right. It was all right. It was all right. I have. I don't like how they did Apocalypse. I'm. He's one of my favorites in the animated as well as comics, and I just don't like how they did him in that. Like, like how they did him, like in the movie, how he's yes, taken out. How, how he can't die. Like, like streets, <sighs> whatever. Yes. Uh, spoilers. Spoilers, man. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, I I have lost my flavor for X Men movies. I've just I figured this out. What? Yeah. I, I at least the ensemble ones. Deadpool is its own creature. Right, but. Um, but first, first class, cl- first class is okay. the best of the X Men movies. Sure, of all of them, with part two of the old series yeah, being the I, second best. I'd flip that order, but I'm with you. Um, mm-hmm. and so you did see Days of Future Past, and yes, yeah. I did, and I thought okay. it was just okay. Yeah, I, really. I, I saw it at home and was like, eh, that was a movie. I like yeah. that one a lot. Mm. It just didn't do mm. much for me. I mean, huh. it's it was a lot of. I remember okay. a lot of scenes. And a lot, a lot of fights that meant nothing. I, remember, I know why you uh, liked it because it's in your wheelhouse of time travel and all that. Yeah, could be. I, I love the I love the original comic. So yeah. sure. Uh, but I, I don't know. The rest of the X Men movies don't do much for me. No. Like they, like there's two, and that includes the Wolverine movie. This is supposed to be as whack as three. I watched the Red Letter Media. Well, three. I was just like, I don't care about spoilers. Yeah. Yeah, and this this one you could spoil the hell out of it for me. I would not care. That's yeah, how they much were, I'm in it. Yeah, they were on the that's exact. They were on the fence with it for most of it. So I will probably I mean, watch it when it comes really, to Netflix DVD. They didn't love it. They didn't love it. Yeah, I'll, I'll get it. I don't know if I'll buy it on DVD. We'll see. Wow. I might just for continuity's sake. Just just to have the collection. Just to have. Well, well I don't have you, three, so well, you, I mean. Well, yeah. Well, and why who, would you? Who no does? Reason. I know. And, right? and you gave away uh, the the Wolverine, right? Oh boy, X Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah. No, 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 the no. Wolverine, oh, the, the one Wolverine. with the silver samurai. Yeah, I didn't even make it through that movie. Dude, that <laughs> is an awful movie. It's like, so bad. Yeah. Oh my! God. I was like, I spent six dollars on this, and that's and that's what I mean. That's you. you uh, every time I go through it, I leave with a sense of either disappointment or just meh. Yeah. It's so, poop turds. So it's not bringing me in anymore. Poop turds. I yeah. will probably go to see individual story ones. I mean, if they ever finish the Gambit one, I might go see that. You don't care uh, for spoilers, do you, for this X-Men? Uh, I don't, but our listeners might. Right. So, so. spoilers? Uh, I, we do. No. Some of the people in the room have seen it. Yeah. Let, oh, let next one will be better. I'll just say that. There we go. Next okay. one will be better. That's good. Yeah. Um, is that I, because they, you're a 90s child? Yeah, they set up something, which is cool. Ten years from now, who knows? I, I am still, every day, almost, watching the 90s X-Men cartoon. So good. I fall asleep to it. So it's, on, good. it's on the Hulu. Oh, I fall asleep so to it. I was like, yeah, I watched the beginning of the so Dark Phoenix saga again. So I keep hearing great things about that series, and I haven't watched any oh, of it. You've never so seen good. it? No. You have Hulu? It. No. It is so good. You should get Hulu oh. 
for free for a month just to watch that yeah. series. All right. I made us do that. Power it's through. so ahead of its time. It was. It's so ahead of the its time. The animation is yeah. great. The, st- the storylines are extremely condensed. I wouldn't say dumbed down exactly, but they are... They are streamlined. Well, just the fact they can pull off Dark Phoenix in uh, something named for kids is amazing. Man, they pull off some stuff. Yeah, it's they do a not. Bunch of them, yeah. It's a rough show. On in some places, it's it's just really well done. That's a that and it, and it ages extremely well. Yes, I wasn't That's a impressive. huge fan when I was when it was Man, on it one of way back in the day. Catchiest oh, opening that theme, theme song ever. Uh, which reminds me, real quick, shout out. Uh, for those of you who are listening and fans of our show, you've seen me post up from uh, Dinosaur Dracula from time to time. Yes. Dinosaur Dracula has their own podcast called The Purple Stuff, which if you're not listening to that, jump on board. That's a, it's a nostalgia only, train. They only put them up every two weeks or so. There's not a ton of them up, but there is one dedicated to their favorite theme songs from TV shows. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, of course, X-Men made it on there. They get real nerd, nerdtastic on there. It's a real fun show. Uh, yeah. So give I, it a, give it a listen. You'll enjoy it. Because of Jay and Miles, I think that's buried into my head as their theme song now. Yeah, it does. I mean, it is the, the, the theme song. Yeah, but yeah. you'll... And you'll, in that show, that is how Apocalypse is supposed to be. Okay. Yeah, he's pretty, he's pretty good. I remember Not you saying he's that's, over the top. That's yeah. the voice of Apocalypse yeah. to yes. you. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I remember that. You are my knock angel. It's not like that, but anyways. Is that what it is? <laughs> she doesn't sound you like that. Dare come before <laughs> apocalypse. Like Sorry, all our listeners. He doesn't sound I like that. I am Apocalypse from Canada. So, so it's apocalypse. Cookie my Monster lips are made of pucks. Cookie Monster with better diction. Yes. Paul. C is for Cable. Who traveled through time <laughs> to try and thwart me. <laughs> That's good. Too bad, Cable. I am Apocalypse. My apocalypse. lips are made of hockey pucks. I'm the Canadian Apocalypse. <laughs> Let's get on the ice. I ride a giant Zamboni. <laughs> what the fuck? What the, where did that come from? Apocalypse. It's Canadian. Eh? Hey? You, know, you know, Puck. Apocalypse. Yeah, Puck. He's in the. He's in that show. I oh, could join Alpha, Alpha Flight. Flight. Alpha Flight is in that show. I just watched that episode last night too. Or like Puck. one or two episodes. Yeah, one or two. Episodes. It's pretty funny. It just happened. He's too Canadian to get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I do get it, Puck. Yes. Because <laughs> we all play hockey. Because I look at me. I play hockey. Uh, what's that all about? <laughs> Isn't that? Aren't you forced to get that tattoo? Look at me, I play hockey. Yeah, like from well, it's tramp stamps. You don't see right. it unless you're naked. So, Ooh, look at me, I play hockey. Eh? <laughs> Follow me to the rink, huh? You know what else, though? Let's slap some shots. Twenty-nine years ago today. What? Who was she? Torgo and I did something super geeky. Whoa! Super what? I heard dirty. Super <laughs> geeky. This one time. Oh, I heard dirty. I heard dirty. I heard dirty. Uh, you rewind well, it. You I heard it wrong. That one so coming. who played the kid diddler? <laughs> Teenage I did live next to the woods. And so. he's like, wait a second. There was two of them. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> All coming back to Andy. <laughs> uh, Jeff 20, was years that ago today, uh, I went to space camp for the first time. And that's where... You're uh, such a nerd. That's where Torgo and I met. And that's that right. kind of, you know... 
inadvertently led to all of this stuff that we do here. Pretty so much. There if would we be hadn't no gone show. To space camp at the same time. Yeah. We would not be sitting here together, Joe. And That's which one true. put the foot in their pussy? <laughs> what? <laughs> space camp, it's not space band camp. camp. It's space camp. So the rocket booster. Get yeah. it right. Yeah. <laughs> See, that made zero sense, Andy. It's Andy. Think, what do you expect? Think outside laugh. the box. <laughs> you show Paul a duty on the floor, he laughs. It's not. That's true. Man, now you got me thinking about floor duty. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I like oh, how uh, Matt has commandeered the M&Ms over there. If you think you're getting M&Ms after this. Oh, no, they're done. They're, that, that bag is done. That bag won't make it through this show. That's a lesson that you needed to learn. <laughs> what lesson was that? Hide Don't the buy M&Ms, M&Ms before the show <laughs> if you want to keep them. <laughs> I've, I am nearly finished with Joe Hill's The Fireman. And How unless many? it goes completely, I'm about 15% away from the end. How many pages? Uh, total on the book? or How, how many pages in are you? About 650. Out of? 750, okay. roughly. It's the best Joe Hill novel to date. Wow. Up till now. It's his latest as well? This is, yeah, just came out. And his first one that's going to, it debuted at, Number one, New York Times bestseller list. Wow. Truly following in the footsteps of his father. Now now he and his father competition on the New York Times. Um, Wait, who's his father? No, I'm sorry. No. That's cute. Well, in case you don't know, Stephen King is his Spoilers. father. Um, Spoilers, honey. What I really like about Joe Hill's fiction is that he's as good as his father as a storyteller uh, and has that same kind of feel with character and so on. But he also has some of the imaginative whimsy of Neil Gaiman. Oh, nice. So think Neil Gaiman and Stephen King together, you have Joe Hill. So Horns, up till now, has been my favorite novel of his. Fireman, unless something really derails in this last 100 pages, is definitely going to overtake it. How was the movie in, in translation? Did you watch the movie? Horns? Yeah. Didn't see it. Okay. Did not see that film yet. But, uh, I think it's on Netflix. It is. Yeah. It is. And I've, I've almost watched it a couple of times. It's not really <laughs> driven to see that. Yeah. Just I, I hear they got the tone kind of weird. <laughs> right. Well, if you, if, you have a, if you have a really great book experience, you don't necessarily want to taint it. Yeah, there is that. But uh, yeah, if you haven't read Horns, that's the one to go to. Uh, but of course, Fireman just came out. So it's still kind of expensive. So I understand not rushing out to go see it or sorry, to, to go read it. But uh, paperback in a year, so check it. Uh, last year, Paul Tremblay's Head Full of Ghosts was my favorite novel of the year. I'll be amazed if I read a novel better than this one wow. this year. Wow. Very so cool. I can't recommend this book enough. Uh, I was uh, way behind, still am behind, on my Walking Dead comics. Oh, I thought you said you were willing to make a deal. No. Way behind on my Walking Dead comics. I have all the trades, but I'm I was... Like 10 back. <laughs> oh, okay. It's been three years. Three nope. years plus since I read any. How many um, trades are there now? Then? Uh, we're up to 25. Wow. Yeah. Damn. So I went back and reread 18, and I'm back up to 22 now. Oh, okay. And uh, You're way ahead of me on that. I think I ended up 50. Uh, 50 single issues? Yeah, issue 50. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I still keep – it's a – it's so good. And I love to marathon my books when I can. Sure. So I do. I'll, I'll store up a book. Unless it's like Saga, I tear through every one of those. But I'm always 
kind of disappointed because I don't have anything to read after <laughs> I finish the the big thing. But I I'm I love marathoning Walking Dead. I did like the first eight trades when it first came out, and anyway, it's still amazing. It's so good, so fucking good. God, the tension of that book mm-hmm. leaves you just with a feeling of dread for the rest of the day. I love it. I See, love it. That is what I look for in horror now. Oh. Because you, you get to the point in horror or just growing up old enough that horror just doesn't affect you anymore. Yes. But dread still gets you. Yeah. And man, that's Walking Dead. Yeah. It's just oppressive. Yes. That and, book is simply In fact, that's oppressive. what I'll say this last uh, TV show season got right was the amount of dread. Okay. I can't wait to see it. Uh, again, that's that's I'm always a year behind on the TV show too, uh, but I can't recommend it highly enough. Go read Walking Dead if you haven't yet. It's superior to the to the show, of course, but it has its own thing, and it just Robert Kirkman has a great gift for dialogue, not dissimilar from what uh, Brian Michael Bendis can pull off as far as character dialogue, or just flows and just you buzz right through and you hear their voice in yeah. your head and it's just it's natural it's real speech he's really he's just nailing that um and it's it's just again more and more you just see the the dead don't fucking matter that much it's just humanity's a piece of shit yeah i saw We're an ad fucked. for the second season of powers does that mean the first one is already out there has anybody seen it yeah, yeah if it's... you have if you have um PlayStation. PlayStation. Plus. It's on my PlayStation. I haven't watched any of it because I don't like the guy who they got to play Christian. I'm being real stickler about that. What? I, that's my favorite thing ever. Yeah, I know you're Powers. A huge Powers, fan. Powers is the best comic book that ever was, mm. and I know it gets a stamp of approval from from Bendis. Bendis, Bendis but yeah. but he, I keep hearing things, and it's just not. I don't know. I'll, mm. I'll have to try it at some. You point. You have to watch it because it's. Uh, you can't. Uh, just, uh, shit. The, the actor is. Um, uh, I just totally blanked out on his name. Well, he was well, in uh, District Nine and uh, um, the South African guy did the Chappie, the voice of Chappie, as okay. well as was an A Team. He was Murdoch. Why can't I think of his Chartle name? Chartlow Copley. Yeah, Chartlow Copley. Thank you. So yeah, I mean he he's really good in it. So you I'm should, sure you should so give it a watch. It can't just be on PlayStation. What is what's what? No, it's, it's just only on PlayStation. On, it's a PlayStation, it's PlayStation, PlayStation exclusive. exclusive. PlayStation yeah. Network bankrolled it. Well, that explains I haven't seen it. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. <clears throat> Only PlayStation Plus members and people who get around that. And I don't think... Maybe the first season is out on DVD somewhere, maybe? It probably is. It's got to be by now. I mean, season two is about to hit. Bendis is talking that fans of the comic book are really going to love season two. Yeah. The look is better, just from what I can, I've seen. It looks like Powers. Because I agree. Powers is amazing. I haven't watched it either. Yeah. Hmm. Right? Yeah. I don't know. I love Powers. You want to talk about a book I'm behind on? Fuck! Mm. <laughs> I'm about 30 issues back on Powers. Wow. Oh, I just... I, uh, Life, man. Life fuck, keeps dude, you from doing you ain't things kidding. you need to do. Four, four, podca- four podcasts last week? Four, five podcasts last yeah. week. Five podcasts five last podcasts, week. Five podcasts. Five podcasts. Six days of performance. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, yeah. my my life is overflowing. <laughs> I'm lucky. Yeah. But I'm in a lot of pain. Yeah. <laughs> in a lot of physical and emotional pain, I'm everybody. I'm sure you are. Just, yeah. <laughs> What's a... What, what, uh, uh, Wubba-lubba-dub-dub, everybody. 
love, I love a dub dub. Uh, I played the division uh, for a couple hours before sending it back. I love GameFly <laughs> for that. Game it's a butt, huh? Uh, yeah. I mean, what it was interesting when it came out. I'm like, ah, maybe I'll just go ahead and get it because it's all sprawling and I, the idea of the 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 wasteland post apocalyptic New York. That's kind of my thing. I know you hate it, but I love it. Uh, but it's just another multiplayer MMO. Destiny. Uh, it's it's like Destiny, except it's a new place and it's not so sci-fi. Yeah, it's okay. Tom Clancy's Destiny. Yeah, people at work keep get, trying to get me to to join on, and I'm like, well, is there any kind of story mode? Well, yeah, sort of, but you have to like get together, and get a group together, and usually it's just our group killing some other group. And I'm like, yeah, I I want a uh, little bit of story, you it, know, something it, to to drive me to play the game. Yeah, repeatedly. it's a game where you just feel completely emotionally detached from it, and that's not I want. I want a game that brings me in emotionally, and I can't take it if you don't. That that's kind of my bellwether now. It's, if you don't capture me, my heart and brain, I'm done with you. Wow. That's a lot to ask. It is a lot, but games have done that, and so that set the bar higher. All right. I went to the lamest award ceremony ever. <laughs> you, went the, you went to the bar? Geek Shock uh, <laughs> yeah. award ceremony? Very close. Oh. The, the no, I mean, I mean, I mean, You didn't go to the Cripley? <laughs> yeah. Because that'd be the lamest award ceremony ever. <laughs> hey And now, Coming presenting in for Weirdest Walk. Here is John Cleese. John, John Cleese. Cleese. <laughs> I pretend to walk this way, but many of you are forced to. <laughs> Tonight's nominees have some of the weirdest walks you'll ever see. Let's hope the one who has something of a jump in his step wins, so we're not here for four days while he comes to pick up the award. <laughs> And we just lost <laughs> half of our new listeners. <laughs> oh, trust me. <laughs> that that wasn't hard. It's the Cripplies. It's the Cripplies. The herded people are here. They were herded somehow, and now they can't move so well. The Cripplies every year. Who will win? We all lose, because the Cripplies are about being crippled. Yay, it's the Cripplies. We hope you don't ever win. Oh, my God. What an awful tagline. The Cripplies. We all lose. Sponsored by Cripplies. Now introducing our 82nd host. My name is Stephen Hawking. All right, I'm here. I'm Black Holes, Black Holes, Cripple. Wow. When so they asked me to show? host the crib, please, I hesitated. <laughs> yeah, oh, wait, nice. Hesitated. Is that is that Stephen Hawking or Niels Bohr? Both, <laughs> kind of Swedish. Both. <laughs> but I said, "What the hell?" <laughs> I'll give yeah, it a shot. I said, "What the hell?" <laughs> I, Stephen Hawking, I'll try I it. would go. <laughs> I'm opening an Ikea. <laughs> uh, anything else, gentlemen? What was the award show, Andy? Oh, Andy oh. Cripply. <laughs> oh, I thought that was Haven't the Haven't you been listening, Jeff? <laughs> Jesus. It's called the Cripplies, Jeff. It's for cripple people. No, I mean, their heart's in the right place. They're, 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 they're wonderful people, but... Uh, <laughs> so but, far, you described the Cripplies. Yeah. No, it was, um, it was for a locally produced video... Uh, basically, fan fiction as a video. Um, oh, okay. Continuation of Star Trek Adventures, and uh, why would you go to this locally? I was invited by their prop guy, who's a really good prop guy, and they've got some people that do well, video editing that no. are very good. <laughs> it's like 
Well, I didn't know what I was getting into, but it was basically it's a fan club meeting. So I didn't know anybody. The guy who invited me was not there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Andy. That should have oh, been your first indication. You almost, you almost got him. Damn it. We got to get a camera on this fucker. <laughs> oh. yeah. Spit take, man. People that are missing. Great. I was taking Somebody water. Is that missing <laughs> this fucking gold? <laughs> it, it, it's basically, it was like a party for... You know, these people and God love them, but I didn't know what the hell was going on. And then they showed me the video, and it's like, yeah, this is not good. Um, and so, then they gave off awards for the various people that had helped them, you know, all the people who had done the good work, which is great. But Self back padding. But, you know, that was, that, was, that was painful. <laughs> I'd and, rather watch the Cripplies. <laughs> but, but it's okay because it ended with a 40 minute slideshow. A 40 minute <laughs> slideshow? <laughs> What is this, 1974 thing? Uh, it was the one guy who had some sort of Hollywood credits. So he got, so he got to have the whole 40 minutes to He himself. just started showing pictures of him and Z-list celebrities. This from is the Bay. Z-list, yeah. <laughs> How this, many pictures this is of me Ro- with Eric Estrada. How many pictures of Robert Beltran were in that? Yeah. <laughs> this is me. And a couple times, like, I don't remember who this guy is. And it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> How do I get? And then I, I realized by the time I was like, I got to slip out of here. I realized it was like me and four other people at that point. Everybody else had quietly slipped out. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> See I, what happens I can't when you slip sit out in the now. Front row, Andy. Don't oh, sit in the front fuck. row. Oh. Andy. So was it sponsored uh, by oh the USS God. Las Vegas? Yes. How do you oh. how do you get through the day? Uh, well, that explains a there's couple. Your, there's your there's your explanation. It I mean, sounds it sounds like sweethearts. if They're we had the people. Geek Shock Awards and we're like, okay, best host is. Torgo. <laughs> That's exactly Best what it was. Canadian. Maple Leaf. Oh, no, no, I got that one. I'm winning that one this year. <laughs> Most connected to the entertainment industry. Paul. Yay. Yay. Oh, Guy I wish who I, I studied wish I actually TV was. and radio. Most connected. I didn't say. Right, connected. Actually connected. But I do want to bring up a real award show because oh, right. ICS. We are up for the Cripplies, guys. Uh, <laughs> we're going. <laughs> Uh, honestly, after I fell and hurt my foot, I feel like I'm getting a cripply every morning. Um, can I get a Can I get a write in for Stroke Wallet? Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. Um, Podcastawards.com. You can jump on there. You can vote for us in the humor comedy category, and uh, we're up there against, uh, believe it or not, Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast. Wow. Right, so we want to win. We want to beat Gilbert, even yeah. though we love him. We want to win. So please, uh, Shock Monkeys, if you could spare, it takes like a minute or two. You have to reconfirm your email after it comes back. That's it. It's pretty easy. Um, but if you got a couple minutes to spare and could be so kind, you can vote for us. You can vote for us every day. We still have like ten days, nine days left in the voting. We're gonna really try and push it, and uh, we really want to win. Because it's ridiculous and yeah, and all in all the other other categories, where you just vote random, we're just leaving blank. You can do whatever you want. If you see something on there that you like that you ha- that you think deserves a, a nod, go ahead, go nuts. Just what, vote what, for what, us. Man. What can Geek Shock go for? Is there a most geeky podcast? It's, it's category? too late now. Yeah, next year maybe we can put it in there and edit it. Write yeah. in, come on, write us in. <laughs> Not this year. No, no, next we'll, year. There's no, no we'll, setup to write. We'll in. be set up for the fuck you in the face awards that yeah, ICS yeah. will be doing next year. Yeah, we'll, we'll probably win. We'll probably be Excellent. in that other awards term I was talking about. <laughs> we could have won that one. 
Uh, I didn't even close. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else, gentlemen? All right, that I'm going to hit right, some emails running. here. Uh, this one is from Andy. Not no, you. No, no. What? What? Sith Rossi? I think that's how you say that last name. Gentlemen, love your show. You help keep me sane each week in the terrible traffic that is our nation's capital. Though I imagine that other drivers often wonder about me and my sanity as I laugh at your lovely podcast. Aww. In your recent episodes, that is 338 and 338 Part 2 of the live cast, there was a lot of talk of comicsology, but also talk of independent artists and dis- digital distribution. At one point, you were discussing how online distribution has been a boon for some more successful independent creators, and it led me to a question. With all the geekery and the comics that you all bring to the show, do any of you read or enjoy web comics? As a longtime fan of many, it fascinates me as a medium, and I'm always curious if any of my fellow geeks also enjoy them. There have been some creators who have found decent success through them, hence why your discussion brought this question to mind. And if you do, are there any particular favorites that you care to share? Much love, gentlemen, and may you never be spilled upon by Andy. <laughs> Thank you. Too oh, late. Well, oh, well. Wait. oh, it's <laughs> Sith Rossi is the name, not Andy Sith Rossi. <laughs> I, I didn't block those two out. Ah, uh, too spilled late. upon by Andy by Sith Rossi. <laughs> ah. Web comics, gentlemen. How do you feel about them, and do you have favorites? I've been a freak for Penny Arcade since the jump. I that's read a, them I when say. there were 60 comics up on their page and uh yeah back in 98 i got into them and haven't looked back and we were lucky enough to meet mike and jerry a couple times and had them at the experience and it was wonderful i get mentioned occasionally by name and their talks of paul the klingon nice who uh it was one of their best adventures when they came to that that comic-con was a bust for them but they came to the experience and because of my devotion to that webcomic i had turned on many of my roommates and friends who were also working in the bar at the yep. time and so everybody knew who they were and they felt like rock stars all night and it yeah, was just we, great we hooked them up pretty good yeah it was great fun so uh i love penny arcade and their success just that is what drives me to keep doing the shit that i do because I, I mean i don't i don't think we'll ever quite get to pax levels of of superstardom <laughs> right. however it shows you that there's a model, there's a plan. They were some of the first to do it well, do it right. They have an incredible community. And I mean, what's fascinating to me now is there are people going to PAX who don't even know about Penny Arcade, the comic. Right. It's really wild. <laughs> and it's in the name. It's, I mean, but they don't know. Yeah, they just don't know what this They PAX. don't even know. They don't yeah. even know what the fuck it is. So, but it's great. And uh, I wish nothing but continued success to all those guys Mike, Jerry, Robert, the whole crew. Uh, Scott Kurtz, I like PvP. Oh, yeah. He works with them very closely now, mm-hmm. too. Um, yeah. As far as other, I mean, like, they were the ones. There, was, there weren't a whole lot of other web comics that really when got me I going. When I find a web comic I really like, I then seek out the hard copy stuff. Mm. Yeah, I have right. a bunch of PvP books. I have yeah. all the Penny Arcade books. Yep. And uh, some of my favorites, uh, Order of the Stick yeah. Oh, yeah, is yeah. a fantastic. If you like Dungeons and Dragons, that's one of my favorites. Um, also, I like one called PhD, which chronicles the uh, lives of people going for their PhD degrees. PhD. Oh, and in this I, don't, case, I don't know that I one. And, and, and in this case, the comic is titled Piled Higher and Deeper. Okay. So PhD. Uh, Unshelved, 
Uh, I'll tell you a little story about Un- Unshelved. Don't know that one either. Unshelved is one that takes place in a library. It's all hu- library humor. Uh, they've been around for a long time as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's a little story. When we were, used to do interviews for the uh, Video Ugly Couch show, uh, going to Comic-Con, the only time I have ever... Ch- I, I have interviewed uh, uh, Doug Bradley. I have interviewed uh, uh, Robert England. Mm-hmm. I have uh, some of my heroes I've interviewed, but the only people I interviewed that I fanboyed so hard that we couldn't use the interview because I kept choking on my words was the guys who wrote Unshelled. Wow. So a webcomic is the only time I ever fanboyed so much that I oh, broke the interview. Fuck, I almost forgot. Okay, the only other one. <laughs> White Ninja. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah, White Ninja. yeah, that's your thing. Fuck White Ninja is oh. so goddamn good. And it's back. <laughs> In pog form, in case you didn't know. Did you know what's going on with White Ninja now? That makes no. sense. What's going on with White Ninja? It is in the Twitterverse. I've retweeted some of them. Okay. Uh, they've animated several of them. Oh. And Paul Shear is the voice of White Ninja. Seriously. Oh. Oh, my God. White Ninja. White Ninja. <laughs> the best. I think the archive is still up online. I have the books as well. That's another one that I told because I retweeted some of their stuff and they got back at me and they're like, "Thanks for the retweets on something." And I was like, "Guys, yes. I have all your books. You <laughs> you autographed my shit. You drew White Ninja as a Klingon. I fucking love it. This is so good. Oh, yeah, they're fucking White Ninja, man. Oh. Woo! Apparently, yeah, it's been a few weeks since I've mentioned Girl Genius, but Girl Genius is my go-to web comic. Yes. All right. Yeah. Um, well, I guess you forgot too. Um, Girl Genius, Phil and Kaya Folio. Um, Phil and Kaya. Phil okay. and Kaya, K-A-J-A. Okay. It's, it's a married couple. Uh, <laughs> Kaya. <laughs> Folio. P-H-O-G-I-L-I-O. Um, sometimes you sound like a murloc when you talk. A little bit. Um, <laughs> it's a steampunk, steampunk comic. Um, it's a, Of course it is. But that's, where I, that's kind of how I got into steampunk was through the comic. The other, ah. the other way around. Um, the birth of the man. Yeah. Uh, it takes place in an alternate universe where, uh, for instance, crossing the Atlantic Ocean is not something that's easily done. Um, so it's all Europe, all European, and uh, uh, it's um, it's a government run by mad scientists. All the all the various governments are run by mad scientists, and Girl Genius is sort of you know, running, running running around in between it. The, the thing I keep mentioning about this is that what they did is they published it as a comic at first. Okay. And they got two, you know, three or four issues into it and realized uh, we're not going to make any money until we get the graphic novels out from these. And so they went to all online. You can read the entire saga. And it's like, it's probably 15 volumes now. You can read the whole thing online, but they went from having thousands of readers to having millions of readers. And that's more people to buy their graphic novels and their T-shirts and their buttons. And that's and, it. When you fall in love worked. with a property, you then want to support the property. God damn it. Guys, please, if you're on Twitter. You are white ninja right now. Go follow White Ninja. <laughs> They're at poke a fish. Like poke at a fish. Poke a fish. They only have 1,309 followers. Wow. That's a crime. Yeah. That's a crime. It's a crime. Not really. Oh, Jeff, Jeff, just because you don't understand. Jeff doesn't <laughs> really get the humor of White Ninja. White Ninja. I get it. Is the best. Not the, I mean, I get why he doesn't get it. <laughs> it is a very specialized humor. Oh, comic. my God. Uh, 
please. I mean, and they got a bunch of comics up. They got some new stuff. Fucking White Ninja. Please, go follow White Ninja. Well, let me interrupt with another webcomic All here. right. <laughs> uh, Paul, back, uh, God, 2001, right, is when you uh, introduced me to Penny Arcade. But uh, one that I, I want to say it's only like five years old, six years old, is uh, Chief O'Brien at work. Chief oh, O'Brien yeah. at work? Oh, that's a silly it one. Is, it is literally Chief Miles O'Brien from Star Trek The Next Generation it's a comic centered around him being stuck in the transporter room all day and all night. And just, it's super silly. It's essentially like <laughs> it's, he, it's pretty funny. It's oh. like he has nothing to do and gets super excited when somebody comes down and wants to be transported or, or the bridge. <laughs> like one of the comics was the bridge called down and said, uh, Chief O'Brien, we need to transport down to the, the planet immediately. And he's like, I can do that for you. He's like, oh, wait, never mind. We'll just transport right from the bridge. And then you just see the next panel. He's like sighing and his head's hung over. <laughs> but I mean. Miles O'Brien at work? Miles. Yeah. Miles O'Brien at work is the website. All one word. Yeah. I, I have to second order of the stick. Uh, did I introduce you to order of the stick? I think you might have. Because I, I remember talking about that a long time ago when I stumbled across. And it, I, I think you borrowed the books from me. Eh? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe I don't know who introduced who. Yeah. Well, I remember discovering it on the web because one of the, the things that was so fun about it is it used to be just a joke. Right. It literally was a stick figure comic that joked about D&D 3rd Edition updating to fit, uh, 3.5. So these stick figure characters are suddenly like in the middle of a battle and suddenly they have different skills and abilities and can do different things. And it was just a one-off joke. And then it became its own epic. And now it's this huge fucking story about fighting this these undead sorcerers and this big family squabbles between uh, characters and everything. And it's just uh, just like Knights at the Dinner Table. Yeah. It's, it's a one-off joke that has taken on its own life and become its own thing that's just really, really good. Really, really. I go back to Order of the Stick every like six months or so, and I just dig around, find out where I left off, and then I just read until I catch up. Now, you brought Knights at the Dinner Table. That's not a webcomic. No, no. But if you are a D&D &D fan and, yeah. and aren't reading that, that's something you should really introduce yeah, you, yourself to. You have to read Knights at the Dinner Table, because that's another one. It's just a play on characters and, and the jokes of gaming. That uh, is where the uh, the the whole joke of the fighting the dread gazebo oh, the kind dread of gazebo. became part of uh, gaming culture, but that one is also one that has become its own its own story where it's gone way beyond the the whole joke of just gamers being gamers. Now I grew up in Indiana, and yeah. Jolly Blackburn, the guy who writes Knights of the Dinner Table. I'll, was that started in Muncie, Indiana, yep. which I lived a half hour from. So he makes fun of the guy that owns the game shop. Weird Pete. Weird Pete. I actually knew Weird Pete. <laughs> really? And yeah, he is spot on with that guy. That is funny. He, he, was, he was the comic book guy of game shops. Just <laughs> nose up had all the knowledge and knew more than you did and will tell you what you need to know. I've met several Weird Pete's over the years, but you've met the I, actual I met Weird the Pete. I've met the Weird Pete. <clears throat> That's pretty, yeah. In your case, 
It is an actual weird peat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, uh, the oatmeal. The oatmeal is a really good. It's it's not a series. The comic, oatmeal is great, but it's 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 all a bunch of one-off comics. But he he definitely hits on like one of those uh, you know something going on in the world today that you're just like, oh my god, he totally nailed that. You know, just uh, observational humor. Also, typically. ones that you can buy in physical comics. Yeah, exactly, exactly. In fact, uh, I got a, a gift of a book of that from Barry one year for my birthday. So my I, I, autographed. Mine at the I, time. I apologize autographed. to Phil and Kaya for not being able to to talk about their book. Well, I'm just, I'm just so into that book. It's so well drawn. It's so beautiful. It's so funny. If you could only see Andy's passion. Yeah, no, I, just, I can't talk about it. It's too good. <laughs> you would recognize Phil Folio's art from various other gaming related things too. His, yeah, it's not like he did. The, he did Myth Adventures. He did the anime, the uh, illustrated Myth Adventures. Um, he did a he and actually he and Kaya did a great X rated series called Xenophile. Um, Buckado, Zapgun for Hire. It's all him. And some game, uh, yeah, game board see, boxes, covers, and the stuff. first time I saw his work was years ago in a book called Star Tunes, where he had gone to gaming conventions and, and comic book conventions and uh, science fiction conventions and basically done reports on them in comic book form as if he was a news reporter. Oh, I love it. It was, it was great. It was amazing. Uh, the only other one that I, I've picked up physically because I really just fell in love with it as soon as I started reading it was one called Questionable Content, but it's more of a slice of life kind of webcomic. It doesn't have, it has some geekiness to it, but not like all these other ones that we've talked about. Any, any webcomics for you, Maple Leaf? I'm, I'm trying to think. I can't remember the one, but it's like a Mech Warrior one. I think Critical Hits. Okay. Something like that. I'm just trying to remember. It's been a while since I've actually read any of those. So. Years ago, I used to read a thing called Sluggy Freelance. I wonder if that's still running. I should go see if that's still going. Sluggy Freelance. Sluggy Freelance. It was bizarre. There was a homicidal lop-eared rabbit in it. Uh, yeah, it was weird. And I just know it's on No Guts, No Galaxy. I remember that. Okay. That's what I... So there, there's a whole bunch of yeah. for you yeah. to, yeah. to yeah, feed I, off of. The other one I would I mention, that. I can't remember the title at all. All I remember well, that helps. is some sorceress condemns some guy... That he can't masturbate, and he ends up <laughs> masturbating anyway. And what the spell does is his Paul is his, his blob of goo goes running up to the sorceress and tells her that he masturbated. <laughs> and then and then the sorceress will be like, "Oh, he'll pay for that." And the blob of glue is like, "Okay, can I splash on your tits now?" And she's like, "Yes," and <laughs> she splashes on his boob. <laughs> I really wish you had the name of this. I, I cannot this? remember the goddamn name How of this. How can fucking... you not remember this? And, and you know what? The thing that's so fucking weird about it is it's actually goddamn good art. It's not like some guy just scribbling some stupid, <laughs> um, obscene fucking... We, we, we like to call that White Ninja. Holy shit. <laughs> Bunny Boy Ace, this maybe you did this. <laughs> no. <laughs> It sounds right. like your runs cup of tea. All right, we are we are shock monkey sourcing this. Somebody find this and ben, get, send us a link. Oh boy, that, that's gonna be great when yeah. Facebook fills up that's with a, these images. That's a, that's a real easy Google search. <laughs> Sentient jizz splooshes on tit. Comic. You can just web. You can just enter that image in a, in a Pornhub. I'll yeah. Try that now. No, use Andy's phone. It's already tainted with vajazzle. Yeah. Full vajazzle pictures. <laughs> No, hopefully this will block out the enlarged clitoris. Oh, uh, you still history. have that? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. 
Oh, so there you go. Web comics and hey, if you got some that white we should ninja. know about, let let us know. I think it's a white ninja. ninja. I may be in Jeff's uh, camp on that. It's well, its you, own. It's its own creature. Yeah, it's, you, it either strikes or it yeah. doesn't. Oh, I fuck. Oh, fucking love white ninjas. <laughs> There's this. Now you you attempted your own webcomic for a while. Uh, Brown apple. Yeah, I did like twelve. Yeah, I did a, sh- a, vi- a a little animated short with my buddy Charlie. Right. Brown apple. Yeah. It it, a, that had a very white ninja feel to it. Yeah, it was way early before white ninja. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was that kind of thing. Yes, it was. It was very much that non sequitur weirdness. Yeah. Do you guys remember uh, David Lynch had a comic strip for a while? No. I, no if I did, I intentionally forgot. <laughs> <laughs> what was it called? The Angriest Dog in the World. Mm, no. Nope. Vaguely. It was It was surreal, obviously. Imagine that. Yeah. It, I don't know. It was, a do- it was a dog chained in the I backyard. I tried and- to get into Lynch. I just really couldn't do it. The only thing that grabbed me in I, his I, canon. Was that guy in the woods? Is uh, <laughs> right? Is uh, I love Mulholland Drive. Did I see that one? You probably haven't. I did like I, it. I gave up after Lost Highway, you, so I did yeah, not see no. it. No, Lost Highway, the soundtrack was great, right. but no. Uh, see Mulholland Drive. It was, a spo- it was supposed to be the start of a new Twin Peaks-like Episode episodic television thing is basically a, the, an intro movie, but he had to okay. tweak it into just a movie. You'd like it, man. It's got a lot of well, horror. Well, I dig Twin Peaks, and I love Dune. Then, I love his Dune. For me, Mulholland Drive is is my favorite thing he's done. Right. I mean, it's right that and Blue Velvet kind of rub up against. Is each it other. a thing where the? But I like it better than Blue Velvet. Never huh? gotten a blue. Is it a thing where there's multiple characters and you sort of? pass the baton is like you bounce one character the next and the next and no i mean there's a few different storyline but there's a, there's one key through line with uh mulholland drive it's it's easy to follow okay i mean for a lynch film it's easy to follow <laughs> it's a hell of a in thing in heaven it's a hell of a thing fine. man oh jeez that gives me flashbacks that dune you're yeah. talking about is that a miniseries was it a miniseries on um dune no so what'd you he say? did the what? movie no he did oh, okay, yeah he yeah, did yeah. the one in the 80s Soundtrack by With Toto. Sting? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. That 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 uh, that's such a fun realization. It's it's one of those things like I mean, sure, Jodowski's Dune, that seems interesting, but man, I'm so glad they gave Lynch the reins for that. Boy, well, you know, he almost got uh Return of the Jedi. Yes, yes I, he did. I, I've seen that short. Yeah, pretty silly. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. The uh Oh man. <laughs> I just saw a, a meme out there. Trump revealed to be young yes. Baron Harkonnen. Yes, I saw that, that too. That was so perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so perfect. Funny. I found your comic, uh, Kirsten. Oh! Oglaf. Oglaf.com. Yep. You both got it at the same goddamn time. Yeah. Yeah. How much jizz did you have to filter through? Uh, Jeff and I synced. Oh, I just I just hit adult webcomic, and then it said uh, io9, eight sexy webcomics to read with the door locked. Cool. And it was I, the first one on there. I actually, gee, I listened to my friend Paul, and I did sentient jizz splash on Sorceress, nice. and boom, it came up. All right. I, I think. I think. But a bump. Oh, and what, it's killing man. What's it called? O O G L A F dot com. Oglaf. 
Ugla. Oh, God. And the guy that's, that's cursed good. is actually the sorceress's apprentice. Yeah, the one that I, I called up is he gets kidnapped and she refuses to pay his ransom. So it's just a series of panels of her getting splash. Because what he's doing is he's using the curse to just like send jizz after her. Yeah. And the final panel is her going, oh, fuck, just pay the ransom. <laughs> <laughs> Why did she do the curse where she gets the jizz on her? Because uh, it was... It, she, you have some, to read the comic, I Yeah, man. you so. have to read the comic. It's the some more kind I of know. love slave thing, and it's like, you can't masturbate. You have to do me or oh, something. Oh, okay. And, you know, Your seed so. is only for me. Yeah, something like that. Ogloff. He's like, I'll show you. Yeah. Ogloff, <laughs> yep. That sounds really yeah, funny. I, it, yeah. it actually was. Uh, it took some work there to find it. Yeah, I I'd imagine it. I should say O G L A F. Well, now Ogloff. I found something use the right I really want to see. Mm-hmm. The artwork's gorgeous. <laughs> search, search rope. <laughs> <laughs> search or pearl ropes. necklace. <laughs> exactly. Whoa, whoa. Uh, do you want to do one uh, kind of nice geeky story that was sent to us, or should we just go ahead to news? What do you think? I want to hear the geeky story. I hear the geeky story. Okay. Andy wants to hear the geeky story. I do. Sky Captain Andy wants to hear the geeky story. Well, especially after he finds out how it begins. Gentlemen of Clumsy Andy's Butterfinger Broadcast. (laughs) (laughs) I I approve this message. (laughs) How do we graduate from the Paul show to that? I don't know if that's a graduation. No, you said graduate. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) We we, we got kind of left back. I like the Butterfinger Broadcast. I do, too. If If only... we didn't run into the candy. Mm. <laughs> right. Everyone. Yeah. Goddamn, would we? I just spent the past few hours researching a huge part of my childhood, and for some reason I can't fathom, I feel compelled to write to you guys to tell you about it. Oh. Nice. Back around the 1982-84 time frame, the city where I grew up was just beginning to get cable television service. My family didn't have it yet, so we were at the mercy of over-the-air broadcast and rabbit ears. We had the big three, CBS, ABC, and NBC, and this weird locally owned independent station that I can only describe as (laughs) avant-garde. While the big three stations were airing upscale after-school cartoons like G.I. Joe, Transformers, and Masters of the Universe, the station was tossing up Robotech, Transor Z, GoBots, and Danger Mouse. Dude, we had the same Transor Z I just got. Go ahead. <laughs> you, no, you, you, went, you went to a nice place inside your I love Transor Z. I got that the same way. When I was right around 83, 84, they used to show it on one of our little local channels in Richmond. Yeah. And I watched Transor Z. There must have been and a they, package because I remember this back in New England. Too, yes, they the had time. the, uh, and uh, Athena, the, the girl robot, had missile tits. And it was the best. <laughs> I still had the missile tits. And that's not just her nickname. No. no. Well, and, there's, uh, there's your name of the episode, right? They just there. came out with. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. They just came out with remastered old Transor Z collections, and I got the first one. I haven't brought myself to splurge on the second one yet, but. Someone you know Mel Gibson so cool. called that cop. Missile, missile tits. Transor Z. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Transor Z or Mazinger Z, as he's known in most of the... You, that's pretty freaky. Did you see his face? Yeah. Wow. Regions. Yeah. I see that face a lot, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, that's great. And Robotech. Yeah, go ahead. That's my O face. 
Keep talking classic animation, baby. But then at about 5 p.m. Oh, shit. Here it comes. It would go into classic black and white Pat Trotton and John Pertwee era Doctor Who, Benny Hill, and Black Adder. Oh, sweet. Basically, it was a a three-hour block of BBC affiliation. Black Adder. That sounds like it was probably his local PBS station, because that's how they did it in Wichita as well. He had Trends or Z on PBS. Dude, we got some amazing stuff on our local PBS. They do all the fundraising, and I'm like, in fact, uh, <laughs> one of my earliest exposures to Star Trek was them getting the uncut episodes because at that at the point where I had started watching it um, in my youth, they kept cutting it down to fit the uh, right. the commercial, the extra commercial breaks in. Mm. So PBS had the uncut episodes, which were 48 minutes long. So as opposed to, uh, I think, 42 minutes with the commercials and everything. So Thank we got you for joining us on this fun drive. If you do not <laughs> fund us, keep in mind, we can't keep bringing you great series like Ultraman and Transor Z. <laughs> but yeah, PBS but- is where I got to see Doctor Who. Hello! Hello! <laughs> what are you doing? What are you showing me? Are you ready to give a donation, sir? I'm ready to give a fuck! <laughs> How about what are you doing? Well, can we put a monetary value on that fuck? How about $10, sir? Can I put you down What happened to my Lawrence Wilk? What are you doing to me? Well, that's how I got to see uh, Robotech the Macross saga. Can you show me the Lawrence Wilks? What happened? Why did you take him off? He's a good man. Who's this monster-faced Dr. Demon? What is that? Is that for baby kids, Doctor Demon? No, no, sir. It's it's Japanese. This is a multicultural. Uh... I blew those motherfuckers up, sun up to sundown, to keep you fed, you piece of garbage. I did not storm the beach at Iwo Jimmy's to have this shit shoved in my nose. You can take it right the fuck off. Thank you very much. You know, you you can keep your your Lawrence Welk and your Prairie Home Companion. They'll both be on there for you. Oh, God damn it. They better be. God damn, I hated that Prairie Home Companion. My I hated Lawrence Welk. What? My dad would watch that. Oh, I never saw the show. So goddamn annoying. I never saw the show. I listened to the radio show all the time. Yeah. I love the radio show. Same here. I actually oh. really like Garrison Keeley. <laughs> Lawrence Welk. Was the one show that my parents wouldn't miss. Whoa. And TV must be changed no matter what's happening when the Welk is on. It is hurtful. Yeah. Yeah. Children are damaged by that show. <laughs> I remember watching that show and going, no, never. My never. parents used to occasionally watch it at home, but anytime we would go visit my grandparents, it was always on. Every single day, it was on. And... It was something like all the adults got to sit around in the in the, it's the main room like, watching TV, well, and the kids were all like, "Uh, we want to. Can we go do something?" <laughs> and they go out in the backyard and play. It's like, uh, and now, ladies and gentlemen, yes, we're gonna bring you Benny the Pollock, and he's gonna do the the raw egg poker for Dude, you. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. I know you'd all love to be at a clan rally right now, <laughs> but this is basically the, the watered down 
Klan rally that you can show your friends. Enjoy the white. <laughs> it doesn't get any whiter than this. Next up, Prussian blue. <laughs> now these two are gonna. Very fortunate that that didn't cross the. Board. These two are gonna waltz around. Watch how they dance. Look at the dress. How lovely. Heil Hydra. <laughs> Not Hail Hydra? <laughs> no. It was the... It was awful. Yeah. It was, it was awful. pretty bad. It's still on like PBS here. You Is can it smell. really? Yeah. My father watched it up until he died. Oh. Yes. Reruns, no matter what. If they turned those cameras around, you'd see the boys from Brazil operating that shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, fucked man. up, man. That show was fucked up. Wow. Arm, now here like are PBS three sisters <laughs> who we're seeing together as God intended. <laughs> Stayed as a family. They'll marry one man and be glad of it. Dude, was that, uh, God. Marilyn Maybloom. One show, one show we did uh-huh. where my care we this, I played. This is something we both worked for as a, a brother. I have a story. And, uh, <laughs> of course you do. And uh, we were we were brothers, and there was this. We were hot tea and cold mush, and hot tea was uh, oh I've forgotten his name, but he was a a black guy who actually could rap, and then I was his twin brother. <laughs> and I had to be his twin brother trying to rap doing Lawrence Welk for this entire murder mystery. So that was the thing. It was it mur- she did murder mystery performances. Yeah. She's still alive. I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't keep tabs on her. I don't know. Oh, no idea. Um, we can talk about it. It's not going in show notes, but go ahead. No, she's just creepy. Yeah. She used to buy me ties. Yeah, she creepy. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, boy. Todd. Yeah, I was, Dressed I was, you off like a her little boy. Yeah, right. Right. must have been. You were, you were in there, Wear boy. this over your eyes. Sorry? Wear this over your eyes. Ah. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, I'm reading this. Yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> around 8 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> is when things really started cooking. Apparently, someone at the station had a serious stiffy for horror because every night was a kick in the junk tour de force of The Outer Limits, Tales from the Dark Side, The Twilight Zone, and Dark Shadows. Nice! I love this station. This is a great fucking station. I would watch this station now. Yeah! What I remember most about the station, however, was their late night Friday and Saturday programming. I honestly feel true bliss. Skinamax. Knowing that I was (laughs) able to... Probably Benny Hill. You already talked about Benny Hill. You already brought that one up. Uh, With Black Adam and Doctor Who. Late Night Friday. Oh, okay. Uh, I also feel true bliss knowing I was able to experience the insanity that was the late night double feature picture show. It was hosted by a man and a woman duo at the station studio. They had a few rows of theater seats, had had it made up so it looked like they were sitting in the balcony of a regal theater with thick red drapes and all that. The man was dressed as Groucho Marx, and the woman was supposed to be Elvira. And if that wasn't enough to put it over the top, the man <laughs> also had a sock puppet with googly eyes named Lefty that they would interact with. It was truly terrible in the most beautiful of ways. And every film they showed had to be a film that Mystery Science Theater looked at riffing at some point. So the point is this. Wielding the awesome power that is the inter-Google webs, 
I decided to try and dig up as much info on this station as I could. It was such a strange anomaly, and I've always wondered what in the name of Kerouac's typewriter was up with it. So, to say that I was flabbergasted to learn that the station started out in the late 70s as a Christian station with heavy emphasis on airing things like the 700 Club and PTL would be an understatement. How do you go from Bible-thumping and faith-healing to Tales from the Dark Side in less than five years? I went down the rabbit hole and ended up learning so much about the station, the culture of my city in that time, the overall atmosphere of broadcasting, and a metric ton about royalties, licensing, affiliation, partnerships, and the general impact that the FCC has when it comes to over-the-air broadcasting. It was amazingly eye-opening. I encourage everyone to use their Google foo for good. Don't just use the internet for the cliche arguing about religion, politics, which DC superhero could beat up which Marvel superhero. Hey, fuck you. Marvel beats them all. Yeah. Take a few minutes to think about something you've always wanted to know about and then go no more. That's my job. (laughs) Trust me, it's more satisfying than hearing Paul tell someone to shut their ignorant mouth. Tenderly loving you all in the post-coital glow, sod pen. P.S. In case someone actually cares, I grew up in Jacksonville, Florida, and that station still exists to this day, although it has changed hands several times and is now a 24-hour news station. Of course. Thank Ugh. you for sharing that, sod pen, because it took us down our own little memory lane. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Really. That was terrific. It's funny. I, I went on a Wikipedia jaunt looking at old stations and old programming from my childhood, and it was actually kind of funny to read all that stuff. Like the in New York, we had the 4:30 movie, which you know would have Gamera Week or Godzilla Week, and um, and then uh, the Chiller Thriller, which was like a Friday night or Saturday night horror um, thing. And it, 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 and it was really just bizarre reading that and realizing that wasn't all just like a horrible dream. I miss the <laughs> horror hosts. Man. One of the last. Last bastions of local programming seems to have been the uh, kids' art show. Kids' uh, art show, yeah, where where somebody would sit there in front of a little studio and explain to kids how to draw a sailboat or something like that. And in our okay. area, it was Captain Bob. But I've heard several people tell their various versions of who their weird little personality was doing that. And you just stared at me blankly. So I guess you didn't have one where you were. No, he's I, not I, the only one. Because yeah. I'm staring at you blankly too. Now wow. you might be familiar with a fellow here in Vegas named Danny. He's he's runs a a bike shop, a motorcycle shop. He does a lot of custom work. Count Cool Rider. Count Customs is the name of his. Yes. So he owns a a rock nightclub here in town. But uh, you'll see him on Pawn Stars. You'll see all that stuff. And he has had his own show for a while. I don't know if he still does. But when I first moved out to Vegas, yes, he was a late night horror host on. Friday or Saturday nights. And I used to watch that. I still have the t-shirt. Count CC Rider? Yeah. Count Cool Rider. Count uh-huh. Cool Rider. Yeah. yeah. But it was CC Rider that he played for his theme song. Yeah. Because yeah. so, Count Cool Rider and it was CC Rider. So CC yeah, Rider. Before, before Danny turned into what kind of looks douchey now. Yeah. But back then he had, he was a little, a little chubby. He had this, this beard. Did you ever see him on America's Most Wanted? What happened? No. His, one of his friends who was an Elvis impersonator was murdered in his house. What? Yes, and I don't know if they ever caught that, caught that, found out the murder. But he he was like, 
talking about we got to catch this guy and stuff. But he, you know, but they showed <laughs> clips of him as Count Cool Rider on that. Oh, that's great. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, Count Cool Rider was an early Vegas one, but they were all over the place. Uh, there's, there's a there, great documentary on that. There's a documentary. There's many books. So yeah, you can go those down that little, rabbit hole little little horror, real easy. The little mini horror things all around the country. Yes. I went to see. Um, I went at the Comic Con one year. I went to see um, a documentary about um, what's her name from Plan Nine. Um, help snorting. me! Oh, the two people who can help me are snorting. <laughs> <laughs> Quit uh, snorting, you vampire! Booberella, Vampira. I went Booberella. to see. Uh, oh yes, uh, and. I caught the last half hour of this great documentary about uh, horror hosts. It was wonderful. The Vampira one was awful. It was so painful. They, it was they, sad? Well, no, because they she never did interviews, and so they managed to get hold of her uh, and you know sat her on her porch as an old woman talking about stuff. And, uh, it just wasn't more, compelling. More than, well, it would have been if they'd edited it better. Yeah. They they insisted on using all this footage they had of her sitting on a porch talking because that's all that of, exists in the world. Instead of cutting to like when she's talking about something, cutting to pictures of what she was talking about or clips of what she was talking about. So it was she just, had a frighteningly small waist. Yeah, she did. Yeah, yeah. Talk about wasp waist. Mm. Well, gentlemen, I guess we got some news we could get to. What? Yeah. There's news. Why don't we do some news? <laughs> news you don't give a shit about. Oh, that Yay. news. Oh, no. The Boxcar Children series of books followed orphan siblings Henry, Jesse, Violet, and Benny, who lived in an abandoned train car they found in the woods. I remember this series very fondly. Before ultimately moving in with their rich grandfather who moved the boxcar into his backyard. It's scary. It's scary as fuck. Yeah. Scary as fuck. Yes. This is a series that my mother tried to get me to read all growing up. Oh, we got it read to us. Oh, yeah? If your mom knew what was going on, she wouldn't have done that. Because it's a bunch of kids just living off the grid. Right. They, yeah. were, they were living in this boxcar in Grandpa's yeah. backyard, box right? Not even. Kids. No, no, no. There was no adult supervision. Mom and dad were dead. Right. They're they orphans. wanted to stay together. So the oldest just said, let's go live in a box. <laughs> it's fucking terrifying. Like, the first one's from 1924. Right. This is back when that shit could go down. Right. And the state wouldn't come crashing in. And the hobos wouldn't touch you. Well, I'm not saying that. (laughs) They just didn't report that the hobos... There is a recently done animated movie of the Boxcar Children that you can find on Netflix. It's not great, but it's not bad. It made me tear up a little at the end because of my old Boxcar Children nostalgia. Gotcha. But it's basically all the stories crunched into one. There's a hundred novels. Well, they get with their grandpa <laughs> right at the at the end of the movie. Oh, okay. It's real quick. Yeah, we had that read to us in grade school. Right? Yep. But it, wasn't it creepy? Yeah. It's fucking creepy. Because what they didn't talk about was, where do you shit? Where do you bathe? Who's fucking who? <laughs> It was awful. I vaguely remember the stories about finding food to eat. Say they had to be stealing so like, food and shit, right? Yeah, they were. It, it's a nightmare scenario. Like, you could make a really horrible survival game 
out of boxcar children. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody needs to do a Fallout 4 boxcar children mod. <laughs> wow. Well, Shout Factory and a company called Legacy Classics are teaming up for three new animated movies based on the books. There's already one! And their ambitious plan is to release at least four new movies in the next two years. Wow, that's a lot of movies. Quickly. Again, there are over 100 novels in the series. Wah, they- wah, wah, wah! With only the first 19 written by the original creator, Gertrude Chandler Warner, in 1924. Uh, yeah, the... The first movie is out there. Go ahead and watch it. The kids are all hungry and they go work at a, they go sweep up at a bread store. I guess you call it a bakery. Now, do they <laughs> do they do they modernize it or they set it back then? It's it it kind of falls in the middle. It feels like the forties. Okay, but yeah, it's still weird. Yeah, that's right. It's a weird story, man. And all the kids are like, oh, I'm hungry, I'm cold. I don't know what the fuck's happening. And they should have just, they would have died. So my, so we've established so far that my parents love the boxcar children and Lawrence Welk. Here's my upbringing, my friends. This is, Ooh. well, dude, I mean, the, the, the things that How people, are you saying? the things that adults really love, they don't understand. Mm-hmm. Just like us, except... We like I love Transor Z. Do I get it? Fuck no. Is it good? Fuck no. <laughs> Is it better than Ghostbusters? Nothing Which one? Ghostbusters. Seventy five. Come on, we know what we're talking about. I don't know. <laughs> what yeah. we're talking about. Spring cleaning. <laughs> that, <yeah. laughs> so now we're people. We have been in Pola, going back to the boxcar. <laughs> here is here is tour of my house. This is where I live with my sisters and my brother, who I sleep with. In oh the same yeah, bed. you just uh, listen to that. This is the poop corner where we poop. <laughs> Everybody go bathroom in this corner. Oh, Abini, you're supposed to. Drill a hole in the floor. Oh look boy, at that. that would have been a great saving of smells. <laughs> <laughs> Remember to save the smells, the kids. Oh, you saved all the smells. They're there. A great saving of smells. <laughs> this is what, what happened. <laughs> what happened was it uh, one day the corner got full and it got backed up. We couldn't flush the corner. <laughs> well, of course, uh, you couldn't flush the corner. It was solid. You, 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 uh. Well, after a dried, especially. Oh, yeah. boy. Now I see the error of my ways. Thankfully, there's not a lot of poop because we don't eat much because we're hungry all the time. We're the boxcar children. We can geek! I want the boxcar children to open up for... Uh, Hey, hey, why? Fat Albert. <laughs> boxcar children. <laughs> the boxcar children should open up for uh, Boxcar Willie. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know and what? Probably did. If Boxcar <laughs> Willie gets close enough, they will open up for Boxcar <laughs> Willie. Oh, right in the caboose. <laughs> no, no, you got that all wrong. It's, 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 tell me about your childhood. First, let me put this, play this harmonica riff. I hear that rape coming. <laughs> it's coming down the line. That boxcar Willie's gonna 
He's going to find me and my brothers and sisters living in this boxcar here. <laughs> Another great classic, folks. <laughs> yeah, that's when he when he pulls his pants down. Then you really see the boxcar Willie. <laughs> <laughs> so now it's called Boxcars Willie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me look it up. Let me look. Oh, up, uh, let's let's. Oh, you go ahead. You do what you're gonna I'm, do. I'm gonna look up some boxcar Willie. <laughs> Why don't you? <laughs> that should be fun. <laughs> Earlier this year, Paramount Pictures slapped makers of a crowd-funded Star Trek fan film called Star yeah. Trek Axnar with a lawsuit. The film raised over 638000 to complete a full-length feature film. Even though the studio has supported fan films over the years, they decided to file a lawsuit against this one. After the first complaint to the courts were dis- was dismissed due to non-specific nature of, quote, copyright infringement... Oh, oh God. God. What? Why? Wabaz Cannonball. Is that what this is? That is. Uh, you recognized it immediately. I'm a redneck. Oh, God. Hold still. Hold still. Stop moving. <laughs> Come here, you boxcar child. I'm boxcar Willie, and I get what I fucking want. <laughs> Again, I want to say hello to all the new listeners. You're living in my <laughs> fucking boxcar now, <laughs> goddammit. Henderson it. Library's minicon. <laughs> this is my boxcar. <laughs> Who owns this boxcar? Say my name. Say my name. Boxcar. Boxcar Willie. That's fucking right, boxcar Willie. That's right. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's all warm. Yes. <laughs> You're all my fucking boxcar children. What the hell is children. going on? And I thought the show started dark. <laughs> yeah. Now you're my boxcar wives and husbands. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Who's the husband? The boy children. God damn it. Wouldn't it be someone to say boxcar bitches? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Have some you were respect. Talking about- I, I know where you're going with this story because oh, I was there. I can talk over this. You're... <laughs> you're- I, I, I appreciate your appreciation for my skills. Well, no, I was, uh, I, I, I was there for the quote-unquote announcement, so I, I know part of what you're, you're reading there. Oh, uh, well, then, why don't you continue, Jeff? No, Eyewitness no. account oh. by Jeff. After the first complaint to the courts was dismissed due to non-specific copyright infringement, CBS hit them back with a specific list of things that the movie would infringe upon. Innumerable copyrighted elements of Star Trek, including its settings, characters, species, and themes, unquote. Some of the specifics included the Vulcan uh, pointy ears, the yellow shirts, even the Klingon language. This caused an uproar within the fan community. The Vulcan pointy ears? Yeah. Uh, I bet... Peter Jackson has a thing to say to them. I, I don't think Peter Jackson. You mean Tolkien? Yeah, the elf ears. Right. We're going to copyright pointed ears. Well, it's an overall look. It's got that. That's that oh. bowl cut, the ears, the arched eyebrows. Anyway, you know, like Satan. <laughs> Satan. Satan. Oh, I was thinking Mo that. as an elf. This has caused an uproar within the fan community. Paramount Pictures and CBS has decided to settle the lawsuit. They've been burning this bridge with their fan base for decades. Yes, they have. And this kind of came at a head with this. I, do they even know? 
that they're doing. I mean, I guess I guess they just go, oh, we, they keep eating the food we send them. Uh, it looks like the fan film will be able to resume production with the likes of Battlestar Galactica series vets Richard Hatch and Kate Vernon. The film will also star Deep Space Nine vet J.G. Hertzler. Oh, yes. And Star Trek Enterprise alum Gary Graham. XNAR takes place 21 years before the events of Where No Man Has Gone Before, the first Kirk episode of the original Star Trek. XNAR is the story of Garth of Izar. Yep. The legendary Starfleet captain who is Captain Kirk's hero during the Four Years' War, the war with the Klingon Empire that almost tore the Federation apart. Garth's victory at Axtar solidified the Federation and allowed it to become the entity we know in Kirk's time. Go ahead, Jeff. I saved the best part for you. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I was... They... <laughs> at the Star Trek Beyond fan event... Um, also known as Jeff's Thing. Yeah. Jeff's, Jeff's Thing. thing. <laughs> at, at my thing. Uh, Jeff's Willie. J.J. Abrams... Thing. You're in my fucking boxcar J.J. <laughs> Abrams announced that he and Justin Lin had gone to Paramount... And convince them to settle. Now, the scoop that I have Jeffrey's here me, bitch. <laughs> that hardly anybody knows about, and I can't really name names because... Name names. Um, there are people that I know that work for Paramount Ooh. and were furious that J.J. Abrams and uh, that had gone through and said that they were settling the lawsuit because they had no plans of settling the lawsuit. Oh, wow. So, so they... J.J. basically tried to force their hand. Um, and did, Alec Peters was also at that fan event, and he ran up to J.J. Abrams after the presentation and told him he needed to close his mouth because he, off. he didn't know what he was talking about. So while many outlets are reporting that this settlement is going forward, they've been in settlement talks since the beginning. The suit is still on. Sure. And then- so the, 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 the reports that this is ending are very premature and that's based on so multiple voices that I I heard at the um, the, the suit essentially settles around the way that Alec Peters did his crowdfunding the, picture the big the big stickler point for them is he paid himself a salary a not insignificant sum out of the crowdfunding as well as he used it to build his own production company, a professional production company, which he planned to not only make Star Trek fan films, but other for-profit ventures. Bum, bum, bum. So that was a big reason why Paramount and CBS sued him is because most of these other fan productions don't try to do other yeah. commercial ventures. Alec Peters' plan was to go forward. And they're and also do... not for profit, which this right. guy's yeah. making a profit. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. he's. I he's, mean, he's rolling it he's, back into his studio, but he's still making a he's, profit. But yeah, but he's also paying himself paying a himself, salary yeah. outside of that, yeah, as they... well as using the the quote unquote warehouse that he is renting to operate his other business out of. So, rental for this property is being paid for out of the the crowdfunding. Yeah. That he's also using to operate his business, which happens to be in bankruptcy. So there are a number of uh, proposed settlement points that are out yes. there. It, I don't know if it came from Paramount or from him. I'm hearing different versions of that. Right. But it's like um, no fan film be longer than 50 minutes, the length of the original series episodes. No crowdfunding through Kickstarter, Indiegogo, or anything like that. Um, no principles involved, a la Alec Peters getting paid directly. Yes. 
any actors hired and any crew hired would should be paid should be salaried um any professional non-volunteer right and uh sag um actors it should be a sag equivalent signatory some kind of micro budget sag uh, category for the film then uh, so there, there is a whole proposal how Paramount would go forward saying, okay, 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 you can do your fan film, but, and These then the they rules. laid out like eight points. And the funny thing is I, I've known a lot of the independent fan productions. I've known people involved in them over the years, and most of them have had nothing but nice things oh to say God. about <laughs> CBS and Paramount, and that, that, that they've been very supportive in being very hands off, as saying, you know, they have essentially told them, is like, as long as nobody is making money off of this project, yeah. we're okay with its existence. Yeah. And it, essentially, just the way that, that Alec Peters did his right thing. I now, and I can't imagine why. <laughs> he, he, he basically crossed the, the line it, the way because, he operated. It's because his thumb is above his phone, just ready. For static sound? What the fuck it's, is it's this? Apparently, applause. Probably it's something oh. Lawrence will. No, no, it's not. I wish it were. No. I wish it were. You're just gonna play it. Is yeah. it? He he makes it sound like he's a train. You know, you have oh, a little a lever that you can fade his microphone out with. That is really loud. <laughs> oh, it was a train, all right. So you you stopped the story. He was for running a train. train. He was pulling a train. <laughs> he was running train on the boxcar jail track. God! <laughs> wow! <laughs> farted. Running, <laughs> running train on a boxcar, children. It's the worst you've been for anything. <laughs> Holy shit, dude! Good night, everybody. <laughs> you know, you know. That la- oh, that, that I laughed. Farts out. <laughs> Oh, I haven't laughed like that in a while. We, we are truly making up for our live show. <laughs> Holy crap. Talk about overcompensating. <laughs> Jesus. Although we should use that on our next advertisement. I, I laughed farts out. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh. Great tagline. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. Anyway. You use no, it on, no, you're not. If you don't use it for this, you should use it for 50 Shades. I farted. I, I laughed farts out. Farts out. <laughs> no, because that's the thing. Like I have to make sure I don't eat much hours before the show. I often take pills to keep me bound Solid. up like a cat. Yeah, because man, there's nothing between me and the audience. Are, are, are you bound? Af- are you afraid like that cat? your bowels will let loose? I'm, I'm not afraid have of it. Have you seen his diet? But it would be <laughs> a nightmare. Sure. But on my show days, I'm very good about what I eat. Okay. But bound up like a cat. Yeah, like a cat in a cage. What did you do to your poor cat? Bound up like, no, bound up like <laughs> what kind of kitty cuffs did you have? No, bound up like a cat in a cage. Meow. Is how I used to say it. Meow. There you go. Sure, Despite there was no kitty age, ball gag. Angel, no, just a, so just a cat in a cage. Oh, <laughs> kitty spreader wow. bar. Wow, that was. That <laughs> got me. That made me laugh so much. <laughs> <laughs> Run a train on the bikes, can't you? <laughs> I know what I'm not going to name the show. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Boom Studios has partnered with Bloomhouse Productions to bring the graphic novel Curse to the big screen. Curse was published by Boom as a four-issue miniseries in 2014. Here is the synopsis. Laney Griffith is a man who will do anything to save his son from leukemia, but the cost of treatment has broken him financially. God damn it. And when I'm saying that, Boxcar Willie is... And my brain's like, he'd do anything to save his son from leukemia. <laughs> really? Anything? Anything. God if you it. really do anything. Well, here, here, here's something you might want to try. Jeff, Jeff's plaintive cry. No! No! That's okay. It gives an extra dimension to the horrible. I'm going to change my the Wi-Fi password so we can't do this anymore. I don't use your Wi-Fi. <laughs> All right, I'll get a cell jammer then. <laughs> what? This is an old man who makes train whistles. You're just pulling shit out now. This is not even... I'm going to find his train when he gets the whistle out. Boy, he's talking a lot. Yeah. yeah. Get the whistle. Oh, there he, oh, wow. He does it with his mouth, guys. Get ready for <laughs> That's this. That's what I hear. That's what I'm hearing yeah. all night. Is that a train or is that? That's a, a man. No, no. Is that this train noise or is that his boxcar child <laughs> That's noise? That's a man, sweetheart. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That's a boxcar child. That's totally the boxcar child noise. Thank you. On, on, no. No, end yes. to this. The boxcar children were quick and short. Yeah, yes, this, we understand. This, this, I don't want to listen to this old man talk or do this. Closing of the mouth, change yep. the pitch. Yep. Of the My mouth. God, okay. <laughs> Which one is him? Which one is him? Hey, uh, <laughs> hey, boxcar children, it's all about the opening and the closing of the mouth <laughs> while I run train on When he pursues an elusive murderer in the wilderness <laughs> of his small rural community in the hopes of securing a substantial <laughs> bounty, Lady is confronted with something could go. never have expected what? a werewolf. <laughs> Oh, Welcome what are we talking the- about? I don't know. It's, it's I'm the just all, saying words. It's now. the all child rape episode of Geek Shock. <laughs> you started this God. shit, Andy, with your pedo, <laughs> with your pedo shit. Mine was a inspiring tale. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, look at what you've become. You're just a, <laughs> you're you're right. a lurid monster. <laughs> Inspiring tale. Oh my God. <laughs> What's your inspiring tale? Write to us. Comments at ugly couch show. Goddamn com. Oh. Okay, I can't. It's I, really gone off the rails, yeah. hasn't it? Oh! <laughs> you did that on purpose. <laughs> hey guys, this is a 9/11 steam engine tribute. What? What? I don't know. What? What? Somebody drove a train into the World Trade Center? Yes. <laughs> they flew a train into the World Trade Center. God damn it! I don't, no, that's you know that's this. I don't even need a soundtrack at the end of this one. No. Until next week, I am Master Torgo. An angry look at God. Eighties <laughs> Jeff. Commander K. Hodor. <laughs>
No! <laughs> Maple Leaf Matt gave up. Maple Leaf Matt. Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm still here. Um, yeah, Maple Leaf Matt. And we'll talk to you next week at Geek with maybe some news, and, and hopefully this will have been forgotten. Yeah, I know. <laughs> now you're just playing train sounds. God damn it. Or is this still the tribute to 9-11? <laughs> yeah, it still says a steam tribute to 9-11. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Can't you hear it? No. no. It's like we'll get you, Bin Laden. I, I don't know. I don't know. Man, Can you imagine what Lawrence Welk would have done with 9/11. Man, Lawrence Welk did 9/11. Oh. Did he? Ooh, <laughs> 9/11 was an inside Welk. <laughs> Welk can't melt steel. God. <laughs> No, but he can apparently melt down this show pretty damn easy. No! Wow. It was, it was, don't leave it running for a little while. Oh, 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 really? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Let, we, let's, oh, really? Let's, let's, let's keep talking about trains and shit. To whom? They all turned out already. <laughs> they, when the train started, they all left. Except for Gaming Mill and Austrian Anarchy. We have those two still. We have those two. God bless you. Oh. <laughs> Everyone else is gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they heard comments on Ugly Couch, and I, they, I'm out. <laughs> Somebody asked me recently why we let him do that with his phone. And I'm like, you can't stop him. You can turn there, his there mic off, is. and There's that's your about answer. it. You I can't took the phone out of his hands one, and I thought he was going to die. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> He's got air escaping out of both ends. There's nothing left in there. That's true. I'm I'm deflating as you I gotta speak. find that company that had the that show had is us, deflating as we. I have to find that company that had us lock our phones up during the uh, the Beyond fan event. The little bag get bag. One of, get one of those and lock phone, Paul's phone up. We're just gonna Pretty, have a roll yeah. up bags by the door. Yep. By the way, everybody's phone gets locked up. Those are called Faraday bags, as in Michael Faraday. Okay. Faraday bags. Really? Yep. Well, lock it, them up. Yeah. I learned that from Edward Snowden on Twitter. Hmm. Wow. Actually, they were just neoprene. They didn't block anything. They just didn't allow us to get in and do anything. Well, with those our bags phone. are made of Faraday. They're made of neoprene. <laughs> I love that they're called Faraday bags. Yeah. They should be called boxcar Willie bags. <laughs> get your Willie back in your bag. <laughs> <laughs> All right, kids. I'm taking out this willy. I'm taking it out of its Faraday bag. No, I've not had again. Sh- ah. Shut up, boy, child, husband. <laughs> husband? Yeah. I married all the boxcar children. Some are wives. Some are husbands. Wow. I just unsubscribed from our podcast. Todd's going to sit down to edit this and go, ah, oh, fuck it. I'm not even going to do it. No th- geek shock this week. <laughs> no, the geek shock that I'm not gonna edit. I'm just gonna throw it. There's no music. There's no intro. It's just this. Here it is. Although, although you know who's wringing their hands in glee? DJ Croak because he's got a lot to play with. Oh, this he's week. got a lot to play with. <laughs> Croak the DJ's gonna, got this. Nuts for doing your job. Uh, can't hear you, Andy. I haven't laughed that hard at my own jokes in a long time. <laughs> you haven't laughed out a fart in a while? I haven't laughed out a fart in a while. That's that's a first in a long time. 
<sighs> That's what happens when you're sipping on a liter of dew. All, all it took is childhood rape. I heard liter, liter of dude. That's what I heard. Liter yeah, of dude. Li, 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 oh, God. Liter of dude. Liter of dude. That's what I heard. Liter of dude. Is that what that cartoon was about? A liter of dudes jumps out and runs out of you and goes splashes on some girl's boobs. What's that thing called? Guffaw? Oglaf. 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 That's what I should be looking up. Yep. Enough with you, Boxcar Will. I think I'm going to read some Boxcar Children novels now. Boxcar uh. box chitlins. <laughs> oh my god! Wow. I I I yeah. my finger doesn't want to stop it. No, don't. No. I thought you already did. Here, I thought you, I thought you, were, you were you were you were. I'm done. I was, I was decloaking. <laughs> Deroping. <laughs> Take it out my pants. Put the pants back on. The Coat uh, was gone. Yeah, I'm so what? I'm glad you didn't stop it. Todd is saying now. this is a train wreck. Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! You gotta stop it! You gotta stop it! God this damn it! This is for this is for Ryer if he's listening. This is the guy's top twelve. No one can hear you. Number eleven, <laughs> the Texas State Railroad, number three hundred, Santa Fe six chime. Get a load of this one, kids. Coming in at number eleven, it's the Santa Fe six chime. It's a special geek chalk train spotting episode. Oh my god! I, I I want to just make it clear. To the listener that's still out there. Coming in at number 10, it's the Cass Railroad, Shea number 5, and Shea number 2. I gotta say, those whistles don't blow. I want to make it clear that at this point, it's your fault you're still listening. <laughs> that's true. Very true. true. Oh, God. Just like it's our fault that we're still listening. No, it's all mine. No, it's it's all cruelty on my part at this point. You're a sick, sick man. I own this boxcar. Coming in at number six, another train. <laughs> the Georgetown Loop number twelve, five chime. Nope, I'm done. This is over. <laughs> <laughs>